Church Leadership Podcast. My name is Alona. I'm the Operations Director at Icon Church, and I'm here with Justin Anderson, our lead pastor. And we're kicking off our Leadership Podcast this week with Season 1 on Discipleship. We're going to be bringing you uh, seasons focused on different topics with the goal of really helping train our leaders. We believe that investment in leaders makes the church thrive. And so each time we bring you an episode, we hope that it'll be meaningful for you, whether you're at Icon uh, or outside of it. So this week we're digging into Icon's philosophy of discipleship, specifically talking about what it means for discipleship to be proactive. So Justin, take that away. What do we mean by that idea? Yeah. So most uh, discipleship that I've experienced growing up uh, is has been largely reactive discipleship, meaning um, if you can kind of picture three to five guys or gals uh, around a table talking about what's going on in their lives and you sit down and go, well, you know, my boss is hard or my marriage is struggling or school's really tough or whatever the case may be. And in the best case scenario, then the people around you are going, okay, well, what, what, what does the gospel say sure. about this? What does the scripture say? How would Jesus lead you in this? And they respond or react to uh, the, the situation that, that we find ourselves in. And so um, most discipleship is that way, right? So we either have an experiential crisis, we have an intellectual crisis, some sort of spiritual crisis, um, say a gap in learning right, where somebody, a coworker, presents some contradiction in the Bible or some theological issue that we don't have a good answer for, that creates a, an existential crisis in us and we react to that by filling that gap with theological education or biblical knowledge or something that responds to it. So what we wanna say is, that's not bad, like sure. that's good. We, we need to have uh, the resources to be able to respond to people in times of need but those gaps themselves are also the product of a lack of proactive discipleship that has been able to lay a foundation for our faith. So for us, we want to start with laying that proactive foundation of theology, uh, biblical knowledge, uh, gospel application, uh, spiritual practices, all of those things. Um, but we want to be the ones kind of initiating the, that learning and that growth so that, um, again, when we find ourselves in need, um, we have the resources to be able to respond more appropriately and with kind of with better information. Sure. What would you say to people who feel like that level of intentionality starts to get legalistic? Like it, it puts kind of barriers on them. They feel kind of encroached upon by that discipleship. And so they're not really interested in that type of engagement. Yeah, uh, I would say a couple things to that. One is um, we need to, to separate two ideas when it comes to legalism and the gospel. The gospel is not opposed to hard work, right? Mm -hmm. Dallas Willard famously said, grace is not opposed to effort, it's opposed to earning, mm -hmm. okay? Two different things, right? So uh, the gospel and, and the life with Christ does require us to work really hard and to pursue Christ aggressively and intentionally um, to set aside time to read the scriptures, to pray, to, to work at it, mm -hmm. right? But what's different between legalism and the gospel is, Legalism would teach that that effort is itself what makes God love us, mm -hmm. where the gospel says, God loves us, now don't you want to know that God? Wouldn't you want to pursue life with the God who loves you? So to, to the person that says, man, that seems like a lot of work and work is anti-gospel, I would say, no, work is not anti-gospel. Earning God's love as a result of your work is anti-gospel. Sure. 
So that's the big difference. So when we talk about proactive uh, discipleship, what we mean is the church as a whole creating curriculum, creating opportunities to say, hey, you need an A to Z, a genesis to revelation, uh, a, a, a beginnings of what it means to be a Christian all the way through you know, deeper levels of sanctification and theological knowledge. Mm -hmm. You need that baseline uh, to be able to build upon. And so we're gonna, we're gonna give that to you and kind of ask you to walk with us through a process like that, um, that lays this foundation of biblical and theological knowledge and heart level experience and mm -hmm. self-awareness to be able to then walk through all of the uncertainties of life. Sure, and for a lot of us in our church background, that might be a pretty unique experience. And so why is it that we so profoundly value that at ICON? Why does yeah. that matter to us so much? Yeah, uh, a couple reasons. One is we see it modeled in the Bible, right? This is the whole structure of rabbis in the scriptures. And so Jesus uh, himself, gathered to himself several disciples, 12 in fact, uh, that, uh, uh, that he called to himself and said, hey, come and follow me, right? And, and I will teach you, I will lead you, I will develop you. And he took these guys and, and trained them, right? Yeah. This was Paul and Timothy, Paul and Titus. This, was, this has been the framework from the beginning, right? And so what's happened throughout church history then is we saw catechism emerge, right? Really early on, we saw church fathers catechizing or, or really intentionally developing new believers in the faith, mm -hmm. taking them from the beginning of like, what is the chief end of man, right? Sure. To enjoy God and and, uh, and by knowing him forever or something like that. <laughs> Westminster. It's really effective <clears throat> We're not doing the Westminster catechism, guys. So, but this is the point, like, these key critical uh, uh, sayings have been kind of beat into us from the beginning, and that's been a really core yeah. way that uh, that the church has made disciples. And so um, that that framework, I think, uh, served the church really well for gosh, 1800 years, 1900 years, and was, you know, in the American church especially, uh, replaced by Sunday school, mm -hmm. right? And so the, initially, Sunday school took the, the method and the content of catechism and just put it in a new context. Sure. Um, but then over time, it, it changed and, and morphed into more felt needs classes and different kinds of things. And then more recently in the modern Western church, uh, Sunday school has been replaced by small groups that are often sermon-based, uh, that are more uh, fellowship-oriented, again, reactive, mm -hmm. um, and we've lost our vision for catechism. The last thing I will say is this. This idea of shaping and forming people from the beginning mm -hmm. is not unique to Christianity. Like this sure. is literally every area of life is this way, right? So whether you're a teacher or a doctor or an engineer or a software developer, whatever, you start by going to school mm -hmm. and the teachers and professors tell you what to do and tell you what you need to know to lay a foundation uh, of knowledge to be able to then go into the workplace and respond to different challenges right. and new stimuli and all of that. But we have to have that foundation. So whether it's sports or workplace or relationships or whatever, all of it functions this way. And there's no reason to think that our faith would be any different. Absolutely. And so then for us at ICON, um, again, because that's unique and it's something a little bit different, what would people expect kind of from us as a church? How are we going to make that proactive? Yeah. 
so we would like for that philosophy to be in every one of our ministry environments. Mm -hmm. So on Sundays, we follow a pretty clear liturgical pattern in our Sunday gatherings. And so we are, over the course of our Sundays, telling the gospel story from creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. The, the liturgy that we have built climaxes at the cross, at the Lord's Supper, that we celebrate each and every week to remind ourselves not just responsively to some particular sin in our life that has flared up that week, but a weekly reminder of the fact that the cross and resurrection of Christ is what animates our faith, is what gives us meaning. So we do that every single week to form mm -hmm. people in this gospel story. Um, so that's true on Sundays. Um, it's true in our community groups right. um, in that we are pretty selective about the kinds of leaders we want leading those community groups. So we're pretty proactive about who we are choosing. Mm -hmm. And the short version, we'll talk about this more in a later episode, but short version is we want people people mm -hmm. leading our community groups um, that are going to create a, an environment that has a really low barrier to entry where people can connect with people mm -hmm. um, to create their kind of sticky relationships that are necessary for what is a long process of discipleship. Like right. discipleship takes time. And so if people aren't in community and that community isn't sticky, we'll never get the chance to disciple them. And what do you mean by sticky? Sticky meaning just they stick around. Okay. It, it's something they want to be a part of, which makes them want to be around sure. for a long time. Um, that, that sticky phrase uh, is, comes from Larry Osborne, who's been a huge influence on me. And he talks about sticky teams and sticky church, the mm -hmm. kind of church that people want to be around for the long haul, mm -hmm. which is what's required to be able to do discipleship well. Okay. okay. So then the last piece, and this is where the catechism piece comes into play more specifically is um, we're building what we're calling icon groups, mm -hmm. which is um, kind of a take on catechism. It isn't exactly the catechism format of question and answer being memorized, but it's a systematic 48 lesson program mm -hmm. done in small groups with a leader and, and participants um, that takes you from what is the gospel all the way to the end of like what is heaven and what is you know what's it going to look like when all of this culminates mm -hmm. so each one of those modules has four theological sections related to a larger theme one um, kind of ethical idea so we're tying our theology to our ethics and then one spiritual practice that we're we're doing together and that will lay a foundation over you know a year or so um, of faith and access to more resources to be able to then be able to respond to each other's needs in moments of crisis yeah so for us that's all of what it means for discipleship to be proactive and so for our listeners, again, yes, people at ICON, but even people outside of ICON, how would we encourage them to kind of continue to process this idea of proactive discipleship? Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are part of ICON, I would say, one, get ready because ICON groups are coming soon and uh, be ready to jump into one of those. But in the meantime, you know, take, a, take an assessment, make a, a self-assessment of what are gaps in my own faith? What are gaps in my own theological awareness? Um, and maybe on, on questions that you've been asked recently that you go, man, uh, I don't know how I would defend that issue. Or I don't know what to say other than, well, the Bible says so. And, and would you be able to show us where, right? Like to be able to yeah. do some self-assessment around that, I think that's really important. 
for those of you church leaders that are not at Icon, you're leading your, other, your own churches, I would ask yourself this question, where would my people learn really the basics of the faith? Like, let's say someone gets saved in our church, which is kind of the goal. Uh, Hopefully the goal. <laughs> yeah, where would they learn the basics? Like for instance, is there a context in your church where uh, they would learn how many books there are in the Bible and what are they, right? I mean, a really simple yeah. thing, where would they learn that? Um, when I travel and talk to people, a lot of the answer I get is, well, in our small groups or our mission communities or community groups, whatever. And I would just say, great, um, do your leaders know that? And would they be able to actually train them in those things? Like, do your leaders know that you're depending on them to disciple these people in the basics of the faith? And have you trained them to be able to do that? Because you can't expect somebody to do something you haven't trained them to do. Okay. So I think it's important to ask ourselves that question organizationally. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in to our first episode as we've unpacked discipleship again. This whole season is going to be about that idea. Um, wherever you're consuming the content, feel free to kind of engage with us. Let us know any questions or feedback. We'd love to talk to you more about it. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. To see our show notes and other episodes, head to iconchurch.org slash leadershippodcast.